0: is the equivalent of getting 43% cash back, which is just really illustrates why this hobby is so valuable and so much fun for me and others. Welcome to the Fly Free MD Podcast, a physician's guide to points and miles. I'm your host, Dustin Frontsinger. take you to somewhere I can. podcast, Chase Sapphire Preferred versus Chase Sapphire Reserve, The Showdown. In today's episode, we're going to compare two of the most popular cards in the points and miles industry and figure out which one is best for you. Why have this comparison? Well, these cards are often thought of as some of the best cards for people beginning the points and miles hobby. It's pretty easy to get, easy to use, gives you valuable points, uh, and it also unlocks the opportunity to get even more value from some of the other cards that you might have in your wallet. Why not just have both? Well, uh, Chase has a rule against having both. You can unfortunately only have one Sapphire card at a time, which means you have to choose either the Chase Sapphire Preferred or the Chase Sapphire Reserve card. Another reason why this card is considered one of the best cards to get early in the hobby is because you need to be under 524 in order to be approved. Now 524 is kind of an unofficial rule with Chase that says they are unlikely to approve you for a new card if you have opened up more than five credit cards within the last two years. Sometimes there's an exception to these rules, uh, but... For the most part, you need to be under 524 to apply and be approved for one of these cards. So if you dip your toe in the hobby with a different card and uh, you go all in after that, just signing up for card after card after card, and you didn't get this card as one of your first couple of cards, then you might accidentally lock yourself out of the ability to get either of these Sapphire cards. So that's one of the reasons why it's good to start with this card or at least have this as one of your early cards. One of the best parts about these cards is the ability to couple it with with no-fee chase cards that earn ultimate reward points and be able to use those ultimate reward points to transfer to other partners. Now, the no-fee cards, such as the Freedom Unlimited or Freedom Flex Um, you can't directly transfer those points to transfer partners. You have to first transfer them to a Sapphire card in order to transfer them to transfer partners. And transferring these points to transfer partners are where you're going to get the most value. So not only do you get a lot of value from having these cards, the Chase Sapphire Preferred or the Chase Sapphire Reserve, but it unlocks the ability to get even more value from no-fee cards such as the Freedom Unlimited and the Freedom Flex. In fact, there's so much value in these card combinations that it has a nickname, the Chase Trifecta, that is having one of the Sapphire cards plus the Freedom Unlimited, which gets you one and a half points everywhere. And the Freedom Flex, which gives you five points per every dollar spent on rotating categories. Every quarter, they come out with a new set of categories where you get five points for every dollar spent at these categories. Um, And they're often very common categories, such as Amazon, or Walmart, or grocery. So these cards can generate a lot of points quickly. And if you have the Chase Sapphire Preferred or Chase Sapphire Reserve, all of those points are now transferable to partners where you can get tremendous value. So this is key to unlocking the Chase Trifecta. Now, where can you use these ultimate reward points? Uh, You can transfer them to hotels such as Hyatt, Marriott, and IHG. As we've discussed several times in recent episodes, Hyatt is really where you're going to get the most value if you're transferring these to hotels. You can also transfer these to a lot of different airline programs, including Southwest, United, Air Canada, Air France. So if you're early in this hobby, early in your points and miles journey, A good technique is to open up either the Chase Sapphire Preferred or the Chase Sapphire Reserve, meet the sign-up bonus, collect the points, start to explore using those points, then open up fee-free cards such as the Freedom Unlimited or the Freedom Flex, or you can start to explore business cards that generate ultimate reward points such as the Ink Unlimited or Ink Cash. You then have a pile of points from the sign-up bonuses to start exploring different redemptions. You also have several cards in your wallet. That way, if you are going into a store or about to make a purchase that one of the cards has an elevated earning rate on, you have several cards to choose from. That way, you get the most points for every dollar you spend. All right, now let's go to the showdown. Chase Sapphire Preferred versus the Chase Sapphire Reserve. We're gonna look at several categories. We're gonna look at the annual fee. We're gonna look at the earning rates. We're gonna look at the sign-up bonus. We're gonna look at other benefits. So first, the annual fee. So the Chase Sapphire Preferred has a $95 annual fee while the Chase Sapphire Reserve has a $550 annual fee. So much, much more expensive card to have in your wallet being the Chase Sapphire Reserve. Now, whenever I think about annual fees, I want to consider subtracting the value of high value credits that I'm almost guaranteed to use. Each of these cards has a credit that is like that. The Chase Sapphire Preferred, each card member year, so each year that you have this card, you get a $50 hotel credit for a hotel booked in the Chase Portal. As we'll talk about later, I'm not a big fan of the Chase Portal, but at some point in the year, it's usually relatively easy to find a hotel stay that is comparatively priced in the portal, that I won't get like outsized benefit by booking outside the portal. Um, And so this credit is usually relatively easy to use. And so that takes the effective annual fee down from $95 down to more like $45, as long as you can use this credit. And it's a pretty easily usable credit. Now, what about the reserve? So the reserve actually has a $300 travel credit. This automatically uh, gets credited to your account if you make $300 of travel expenses on the account. This does not need to be done within the portal. And so you don't need to worry about you know some of the issues that come with booking through a portal uh, and not booking directly with the vendor. Uh, so you pretty much automatically get $300 off uh, of the Chase Sapphire Reserve annual fee as long as you spend at least $300 on travel-related expenses on the card. So effectively, the Chase Sapphire Reserve annual fee gets knocked down to about $250. Now comparing the annual fee, Chase Sapphire Preferred effective annual fee of $45 versus the Chase Sapphire Reserve effective annual fee of $250, the clear winner is still the Chase Sapphire Preferred. It's much, much cheaper even after subtracting the easy travel credit from the Chase Sapphire Reserve. So you have to think from this point on, is the Chase Sapphire Reserve worth another $200? Are the benefits that are better in the premium card worth $200 each year that you have the card? Well, let's start to look at some of the different benefits that these cards have and try to answer that question. Is the Chase Sapphire Reserve really worth $200 more? Let's look at the earning rate of various expenses you're gonna put on the card. So if you're in the Chase portal, which I don't honestly recommend doing, Uh, for the most part. But if you are booking hotel or car rentals through the portal, the Chase Sapphire Preferred gives you five points for every dollar spent, while the Reserve gives you 10. So a clear winner for the Reserve in that category. If you're booking airline through the portal, both of them give you five points for every dollar. So equal footing there on dining at restaurants, You'll get three points for every dollar spent on both cards. So, equal there as well. How about travel expenses outside the portal where most of your travel expenses are likely to be made? On the preferred, you get two points for every dollar, while on the reserve, you get three points for every dollar. So, better with the reserve. Lyft, if you're using Lyft, you get five points for every dollar on the preferred. 10 points for every dollar on the reserve. So if you're using a lot of Lyft rides, the reserve can give you many more points there. Streaming services, actually, you get a bonus on the preferred card. You get three points for every dollar spent there, where you don't get any bonus on the reserve. So it's just treated as everyday expenses, meaning you get one point for every dollar. Um, It does say select streaming services. How select are they? Well, it really covers pretty much all the major streaming services. So I'm gonna rattle off the list here real quick. Apple Music and Apple TV, Disney Plus, ESPN, Fubo, HBO Max, Hulu, Netflix, Pandora, Paramount, Peacock, Showtime, SiriusXM, Sling, spotify YouTube, and Voodoo. So really all the major streaming platforms, you are going to get more points if you are putting them on the Chase Sapphire Preferred. Also, if you do online grocery shopping and have your groceries delivered to you, you get three points for every dollar spent on the Preferred, while only one point on the Reserve. Now, this excludes a lot of the big box stores, including Target, Walmart, Costco. Uh, So if you're getting groceries delivered from there, uh, you don't get the elevated points. But if you're getting groceries delivered from more traditional grocery stores, uh, you will get many more points with the preferred than the reserve. Everything else you get 1 point for each dollar spent on both the preferred and the reserve so equal there but not quite equal because the Chase Sapphire Preferred has kind of a unique benefit here where they give you a end of year bonus essentially they'll give you 10% bonus on the base points so an extra 0.1 point per dollar spent on all spending this doesn't include sign up bonuses or referral bonuses or the elevated earning rates on travel, or Lyft, or streaming, et cetera. Uh, but for every dollar you spend through the entire year, you're getting an extra .1 point per dollar. Doesn't really sound like a lot, uh, but it certainly can add up pretty quickly. All right, so who is the winner when it comes to earning points on spending on the card? Well, it's pretty similar comparing the two. You might come out ahead with the Chase Sapphire Reserve if you're booking a lot of travel. Alternatively, you will probably come out ahead on the Chase Sapphire Preferred for a lot of the more everyday expenses like streaming services, online grocery, and the 10% bonus you get at the end of the year. Personally, I think that the Chase Sapphire Preferred is the winner in the earnings category. Now let's look at signup bonuses. Sign-up bonuses are really where you get a lot of the value on signing up for a new card. Uh, And so this is a huge category. So the Chase Sapphire Preferred currently has a public offer of 80,000 points after spending $4,000 in three months. Now, I have a link in the show notes to a referral offer that is this same offer. So if you just Google the offer and signed up through Google or went directly to Chase and signed up through Chase, this is the offer that you're going to get. It's the same as I have in my referral link. So I would get a little bit of a referral bonus if you signed up through my link. So at the end of the show, if you decide that you want to pick up this card, I'd appreciate it if you use that link. Um, it's as good as any offer that you're going to get online. However, it's not the absolute best offer you can get. There's actually a little bit of a bonus on the sign-up bonus for the Chase Sapphire Preferred if you physically go into a Chase branch. You get an additional 10,000 points after spending a total of $6,000 and so how the, the offer structured is you have to spend at least 4,000 in the first three months, and then you get 80,000 points delivered at that time. And if you spend at least another $2,000 by the six-month deadline, then you get an additional 10,000 points. Uh, this does require you to go in branch. I've been in a Chase branch. It was not the most pleasant experience Not very efficient, but it might be worth going in for these extra 10,000 points, which is worth 100 to 200 bucks. So uh, that's probably worth it if you have a Chase branch nearby, you don't mind eating up an hour or so and going in there and and talking to the banker and signing up uh, their best offer in branch. The next best offer is in the show notes, the referral offer that I have available to you. So that's the Chase Sapphire Preferred. What about the Chase Sapphire Reserve? The public offer is 60,000 points after spending $4,000 in three months. So less than the Chase Sapphire Preferred. Uh, So that's the offer that you'll find if you go directly to Chase or if you Google the Chase Sapphire Reserve. I do have a link in the show notes to an offer that should give you 70,000 points after spending four thousand dollars in three months uh, for the Chase Sapphire Reserve, so if at the end of the show you decide you want the Chase Sapphire Reserve, I'd encourage you to click on that link in the show notes because it will give you the best offer on the Chase Sapphire Reserve. As far as I'm aware, there's not an elevated offer for the Chase Sapphire Reserve in branch. Um, I don't know if they give you the sixty thousand public offer or the seventy thousand point referral offer, if you go on branch, I'm not sure. uh, But as far as I'm aware, the 70,000 point offer is the best. And that's what's in the show notes uh, in the link. All right. So even if you get the best offer for the Chase Sapphire Reserve, which is, again, in the show notes in the link, um, there's still a much higher Chase Sapphire preferred bonus, either 80,000 in the link, in the show notes, or 90,000 going in branch. So the clear winner here, again, is the Chase Sapphire Preferred. All right, let's look at other benefits. Um, Lounge access, you don't get any lounge access at airports with the Chase Sapphire Preferred. You do get a priority pass with the Chase Sapphire Reserve. That'll get you access to a lot of the airport lounges. Winner there, Chase Sapphire Reserve. Other unique benefits, uh, the Chase Sapphire Reserve gives you a $100 credit towards TSA pre-check or global entry fees. And it also gives you a $5 monthly credit on DoorDash. So the winner in these categories is the Chase Sapphire Reserve. Trip protection, both cards give you trip cancellation insurance, trip delay insurance, bag delay and loss insurance, Um, the Chase Sapphire Reserve, you'll get this benefit with a shorter delay. You'll have higher capped amounts in which you can get reimbursed for. And you also get some medical coverage with your trip insurance with the Chase Sapphire Reserve. So better insurance with the Chase Sapphire Reserve and better trip protection there. Now, they both have some common benefits, including primary auto rental insurance, which is a huge benefit. I put pretty much all of my car rental purchases on my Chase Sapphire Preferred because of this benefit. Uh, if you get in an accident with a rental vehicle, the credit card is the first insurer, the primary insurer, which means it will not show up on your home auto insurance coverage. And so your rates should not increase if you are in an accident in a rental vehicle. It also means you don't have to pay the extra for the insurance that the rental car provides. So you save some money there. Uh, Again, both cards have that. Both cards also have free dash pass, which means you uh, save on delivery fees using DoorDash. Uh, Both of them give a $15 quarterly Instacart credit. I'll be honest, I don't use Instacart, so uh, I don't know uh, how easy this is to use or how beneficial it really is. Uh, You also get six months of Instacart Plus for both cards. And the last difference between the two cards is if you use the points by booking hotels, cars, or airline tickets within the Chase travel portal, your points will go farther with the Chase Sapphire Reserve. With the Chase Sapphire Reserve, each point is worth 1.5 cents per point within the travel portal, and with the preferred, worth 1.25 cents. So the winner here, if you're using the travel portal, is the Chase Sapphire Reserve. All right, so who wins this showdown? Well, let's start by setting aside the sign-up bonus, and we'll, we'll consider that at the very end. With that set aside, the Chase Sapphire Reserve has better benefits, but at a much higher annual fee. You have to ask yourself if the benefits on the Chase Sapphire Reserve outweigh the $200 more in the effective annual fee, again, I think of things as the effective annual fee, and that's the annual fee minus the easily obtainable credits uh, that offset that fee. So the effective annual fee on the Chase Sapphire Preferred, $45 a year, while the Chase Sapphire Reserve, $250 per year. So the Chase Sapphire Reserve, $200 more in its effective annual fee. Is it worth it? Well, let's see. So you get the priority pass. That can be nice. Uh, You can also get that through other cards that you may have. If you have an Amex Platinum card, you already have the priority pass. Uh, There's several other cards that have it. But if you don't have a card that gives you priority pass, the Chase Sapphire Preferred is nice. It also gives a $100 TSA pre-check or global entry fee reimbursement, uh, again, this is a common benefit on some of the higher-priced cards, such as the Amex Platinum. So if you have this fee already taken care of by another card, uh, it really isn't much of a benefit for the Chase Sapphire Reserve over the Preferred. Uh, but if you don't have that benefit elsewhere, and you are planning on getting TSA pre-check or global entry, that is certainly a good benefit with the Reserve. $5 a month DoorDash credit. Uh, You have to remember to use it. They don't accumulate. You can't wait till the end of the year and spend $60 on DoorDash. That would be really nice. Uh, But uh, you have to remember each month to go in and use it. Um, So I don't find a ton of value in there because half the months I would forget to use it. And the other half I would use it. But as I'm sure you've experienced, if you're ordering from Uber Eats or DoorDash or any of these delivery companies. Not only do you often have delivery fees, you have to tip the driver. Uh, The cost of the goods is also uh, artificially elevated often. And so this $5 a month doesn't really move the needle for me. And so I don't really consider that much of a benefit uh, over the preferred. Um, Better trip protection, is that worth it? Um, Don't know. I've honestly never had to use it. Um, But it's one of those things where... uh, you don't really see it as a as a huge value until you actually need it. And then the better coverage on the reserve uh, might be worth it in that scenario. And lastly, higher valued points when booking through the portal. Um, I don't really see this as a big deal personally because I try to avoid booking through Chase or Amex travel portals. Um, and the main reason is, is you are booking through a third-party vendor. It's a lot like... Booking on Priceline or Expedia. If you have a problem, let's say uh, as I've I experienced once, showing up to the hotel and the hotel saying, "I'm sorry, there was a mistake somewhere. Uh, We've overbooked. We don't have a room for you." And uh, sorry, if you booked through a third party, you have to contact the third party in order to get some kind of resolution. If you booked directly through the hotel, uh, they have more of an obligation to fix the problem. This often means that they'll find a hotel either within their company or even a competitor that's nearby and do what they call walk you. Uh, They'll book the room for you. They'll transport you over there. And not only do they cover the cost of that room, but you'll often get um, some credits or benefits even on top of that for the inconvenience. But that all goes out the window if you're booking through a third party like Priceline, Expedia, or these travel portals. So, uh, for that reason, I don't really value the higher point value booking through the portal. I'm just going to transfer my points directly to Hyatt in order to get the best value. So, my take is the benefits are really probably not worth the extra cost. So, I think it's a tie to slightly better with the Chase Sapphire Preferred when you're not taking into account the sign up bonus but then again let's take a look at that sign up bonus again the sign up bonus for the Chase Sapphire Preferred the cheaper card is either either 80,000 points booking through the referral link or 90,000 points booking in a Chase branch compared to the more expensive card only giving you 60 or 70,000 points as a sign up bonus Why they have a a higher sign-up bonus on the cheaper card is beyond me. Uh, I would think that they are making quite a bit of money on the Chase Sapphire Reserve with a higher annual fee. I think most cardholders are probably not getting that much more value out of their reserve compared to the Preferred. Uh, to offset the fee. And so uh, I would think that Chase is making more money on the reserve, which makes me think that they would want to encourage more people to get locked into having that reserve, having the higher annual fee each year. And and to do that, I would think that they would give the higher signup bonus to the reserve. Uh, but that's not the case currently. It hasn't been the case for several years. It's been quite a while looking back to where the Reserve had a sign-up bonus that was higher than the Preferred. So for whatever reason, Chase is encouraging people to go to the cheaper card. And so when you consider the sign-up bonus, the Chase Sapphire Preferred is the clear winner, hands down. It was close to begin with. When you're not considering the sign-up bonus, you put the sign-up bonus on top of that, and it's just a, a clear decision for the Chase Sapphire Preferred. So if you're new to Points and Miles... You don't have a bunch of cards already. Uh, you want to dip your toe into this hobby. What's the first step? Well, you know, I think that the Chase Sapphire Preferred is a great card to begin with. Go find a Chase branch if there's one nearby and sign up in branch. That way you get the best available offer uh, that 90,000 points. If you don't have a branch nearby, or you don't want to take the time out of your day to go to the branch, or like me, you want to avoid the unnecessary interactions. Maybe you're an introvert like me uh, and you don't like uh, doing any more uh, people y things than absolutely necessary, and you don't want to go in branch, then sign up through my referral offer. Uh, you'll get a, a really good sign up bonus. You'll get easy to use points. You know, these points will accumulate in your. Chase account, it's pretty easy to transfer them to Hyatt, where I think that you're going to get some of the best value in all of Points and Miles. Um, just for an example, I looked at um, at how far these points would go at the Grand Hyatt Kauai, uh, which is just an amazing property. We were there well over a month ago. Um, we loved it there. Uh, it's a Category 7 Hyatt, which means the standard room during their standard point nights are 30,000 points a night. So if you get the in-branch offer giving you 90,000 points, you can stay three nights at the Grand Hyatt Kauai for free using the points from the sign-up bonus. The cash rate for those three nights on the nights I was looking at uh, is $2,620. So that means you get 2.9 cents per point on those 90,000 points. And when I'm thinking about signup bonuses, I like to think of cash back equivalents, right? And so to get these 90,000 points in branch, you spent $6,000 on this card over the course of a six month period. So by spending $6,000 on this card and redeeming in this particular way, getting $2,600 worth of hotel stay at the Grand Hyatt Kauai means that you have the equivalent of 43% cash back on that $6,000 spending. And when you compare that to the best cash back cards that are out there giving you one and a half for 2% cash back on your spending, being able to sign up for a sign up bonus and use the points on a stay like that, Is the equivalent of getting 43% cash back, which is just really illustrates why this hobby is so valuable and so much fun for me and others. And if you're new to the hobby, I'm excited for you. I hope you try it out. I think the Chase Sapphire Preferred is a great way to get started. Hope you continue to uh, listen and follow along for more advice for more tips. where do you, What do you do next? Do you start to build the Chase trifecta? Do you explore some business cards? Do you jump on the next best sign-up bonus that's out there regardless of if it's Chase or not? Uh, or do you go all in and you just sign up for card after card after card uh, as I've done and really rack up a lot of points and get a ton of value out of them? There's no right or wrong way to do this. Uh, going slowly is fine Get your feet wet, get the Chase Sapphire Preferred, and uh, go from there. If you've enjoyed this show, if it's given you any value, I'd encourage you to hit subscribe on the podcast app that you're listening to this with. Uh, If you leave a rating and a review, that would be awesome. That helps the algorithm uh, suggest this show to others. It helps build our audience base that way others have the opportunity to enjoy all the value that can come from points and miles thank you for listening and i want to thank the band the dawn for the use of their song 1984 as the intro and outro of today's episode thanks talk to you later bye